Welcome to Finding Monster Right, the show about finding monsters, right? Right. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Every week. Uh, Every week. Uh, Did we get it right last time? I don't even remember. Not last time. I like how we, us the one time we got it right, intro, it was accidental. Us getting the intro wrong is the new intro. Uh, I am Adam. And I'm, uh, I'm the... the hoppiest kid on earth because uh today we are we are talking about frogmen yes uh as we've delved across all known monsters <laughs> in folklore and uh uh in fiction we have <laughs> gone in episode five to what some people might say is the bottom of the barrel uh, Others might say the bottom of the barrel is the best place to be. It's where all the frogs are. Yes, it's a great place to be if you s change the temperatures slightly. Yeah, what? Oh, I get it. That, huh. Yeah, that one's a thinker. So, uh, yes, uh, throughout myths and legends, uh, frogs and humans have traveled hand in hand, or hand in ribbed hand. That's not what that means. What? What are the... Uh, but before we started this episode, you shared with me several um, key articles when it comes to notable frog people. Yeah, it's almost like I had to convince you that this wasn't the stupidest idea. <laughs> yes, that it was on the map. Yes. Well, the first uh, thing I linked you to was the TV trope page for Frogmen, which honestly, a little sparser than I thought it would be. And I'm not sure why. <laughs> I don't know what part of me wanted to believe in frogmen, but here we are. So I, I, I think our biggest uh, expertise point of with frogmen is uh, the D and D, uh, not I, not races, but uh, D and D assortment of monsters. Yeah, yeah. There's three uh, kinds of frogmen in D and D. I'm also saying frogmen uh, just because it's the most fun to say. Yeah, frog replaces hue. Yeah, frog replaces Hugh. It's well, then it would be Frogman's. Uh, uh, yes, but uh, let, let's go through each of them. So and give them and describe them to our audience in this okay. auditory medium. Right, right, right. So uh, one particular frog uh, is uh, the Bullywug. A Bullywug uh, is bipedal, walks on two legs, mm -hmm. uh, but they're still kind of messed up, weird old frog legs. Uh, my my brain is telling me that they're two feet tall. Uh, they are medium sized, which Jesus Christ, that is the size of a person. That's like four foot. That's like at least four foot, and at most like uh eight foot. I think is the uh yeah. Honestly, the way they strike me as on the shorter end of the spectrum. They strike me as on the higher end of the spectrum and terrifying. <laughs> yes, so they they do have a challenge rating of one fourth. Though, which would put them at like the uh, same level as just like you know your basic first kind of monsters. They have spears and stuff. They live in a tribe in a swamp, and maybe they steal stuff from a village. Just like cut and dry first monster, except they uh, when they close their eyes, their eyeballs push their food down their throat. <laughs> yeah, uh, p picture a frog, if you will, 
And I'll take that frog head and put it on, like, the body of a gross human. Ew, gross. What's this frog head doing on me? Yeah, and then you've got a bullywog. And, yeah, carrying around spears, tribal gear, and, and whatnot. My conceit for this episode, my pitch, was frog people, warts and all. And uh, my conceit is, we're going to go through every kind of frog man that I've found and uh, talk about how much they offend our delicate sensibilities. Uh, what, what kind of spectrum do you want to make to, to rate these froggy folk? You know what? Relative. So the Bullywog ranks one Bullywog. And then we oh, up. okay, yes. I, I love the Amazing Spider-Man scale. Yes, yes, yes. And this is something that I have to explain every time it's brought up. Uh, the Amazing Spider-Man was at one point the most 5 out of 10 uh, movie I've ever seen. So I decided, you know what? All movies are either as good as or worse than or better than The Amazing Spider-Man. The 2011-12 movie starring Andrew Garfield. So you'd be like Avatar. That's like a... a, a Avatar, the... Which Avatar? Avatar... Doesn't uh, matter. Zero Amazing Spider-Mans. Yeah, right. Uh, so, yeah, zero, one, and two is the scale. So, Bollywog is our one. Our yeah. standard froggy man. The funny thing is, though, the Amazing Spider-Man, because of inflation, <laughs> now ranks as zero Amazing Spider-Mans. Because I <laughs> no longer think it's as good as I thought it once was. I, I, I'm excited for you to watch it again and then be more forgiving. <laughs> so that... <laughs> <laughs> Again, for inflation, it, it has returned to one's <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man. Also, I might not know what inflation means. So, <laughs> our next, uh, our next D and D specific frog monster that uh, I can find in Volos is the Grungs. Adam, do you know what a Grung is? If you run into a Grung in D and D at all, uh, a Grung. Uh, they. Uh, so, <laughs> Facebook. I'm <laughs> not Facebook. The internet, my Facebook, is telling me that grungs are more of the the cute, adorable, like uh, poison dart frog sized uh, or shaped, I should yeah. say, shaped uh, uh, frog people. Uh, that is true. They are also lawful evil. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, they are lawful evil. They live in a, 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 a deeply xenophobic and racist caste society where different colors of grung are superior to the others and they have very like cartoony little baby proportions that are like very baby yoda kind of except they also have spears and knives baby yoda but like uh, lose the ears be like uh like a little more frail and and then yeah with with weapons so that is uh terrible you know what's funny though the reason poison arrow frogs are poisonous is because they eat this certain kind of ant like mm. poison arrow frogs in captivity don't get poison huh that's almost like the uh like like the plague uh uh things that grew that lived on the plague rats mm. it was it was the rats rats are innocent just as for rats so adam where would you put uh grungs relative to uh relative to bollywugs on I... offending your delicate sensibilities I know they're evil, but I love them, so they're like a two. <laughs> Honestly, these are also like some very low CR, like uh, first monster out of the box kind of enemies. Oh, and okay. uh, that part of my heart belongs strictly to goblins. So mm. they are my garbage children, and I live with them in a garbage jump, and I love them. So... I can't give groans that spot of my heart, and without that uh, bias, I have to say that they are worse than 
No, they're better than Bellywogs because they're more colorful. Next monster. <laughs> yes. Uh, moving on here to. Yes. Uh, I honestly, I, I think I know of a fourth D and D monster that you may have not mentioned. Oh. Oh. The, the frog hemoth. The frog hemoth. A frog hemoth yeah. says it's a frog. It's the color of a frog, but is a a bipedal, many tentacled, uh, big old bad boy. He did eat our uh, our lizard friend that one time. Our mutual lizard friend. Uh, so so uh, a frog hemoth kind of looks like the uh, plant from Little Shop of Horrors, except add like an eye stalk and a bunch of tentacles. Really doesn't look a whole lot like a frog, to be honest. It's uh, just kind of wet. Which again, yeah. folk taxonomy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's got he's got a big old tongue, swallows people, and uh, yet very very unfriendly. I'm gonna be honest. I have to rank this lower than the. Uh, I have to rank this as the lowest possible option so far. Yeah, I I, I will agree that Frog Hemoth is our bottom line. Our zero bullywogs. Zero percent. Actually, wait. I should. Uh, I should. Um. I should pull up an Excel document. Hey, are you afraid that this uh, D&D talk is a little alienating to some people? Yes, and I'm not just saying that because we're looking at aliens. We are looking at aliens because the next thing is an extra planar uh, creature from the plane of limbo, and that is the uh, the slods, or the pl- proper pl- uh, the proper plural is slotty, or slady. Really, it depends uh, on... Uh, whoever's saying it, but I like saying slotty because of that one uh, song from like the early 2010s. Yeah, a, a slotty like a melody in my head that I can't keep out. Got me singing like hey na 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 every day. It's like some frogmen from a frog plane. <laughs> yeah, uh, very good. Uh, the, <laughs> Thank you. I'm I've uh, I've got Weird Al on the line. The the slotty of uh of limbo are kind of uh definitely the most human shaped of the ones that we've seen so far. I have to disagree. These are, are some freaky shapes. Yeah, uh, but they've got long limbs. I guess that's what I'm getting at. Oh. Uh, long limbs, very bulky. Uh, and they... I I, I want to say their head's a little more whale-shaped, if that makes sense. It's kind of uh, more frog-shaped. I don't, I don't see the whale in them. Uh, big-mouthed, I guess is what I'm getting at. But lots that is of teeth. common, yeah. Very grim and menacing. N- none of these slot are happy, slotty are happy to see you. Absolutely not. No, they are. They all they want to do is uh, perpetuate their weird uh, caste system and their weird uh, method of reproduction that involves xenomorphing a tadpole into your chest. Long, long claws, uh, b- bad for handshakes and hugs. Awful for handshakes and hugs. Uh, and, and unlike most D&D monsters, uh, looking at this art, I don't uh, wistfully think that I can change any of them to not be <laughs> monsters anymore, so, uh, which is the reason I started this podcast. <laughs> so um, I can't rank these very highly. Uh, they got to be a zero bullywogs for me uh, they, because they've lost their froggy uh, jumping abilities in favor of weird reproduction and danger okay don't say weird reproduction and danger because that makes me that that gets me in that position i was just talking about earlier (laughs) Uh, but yeah i gotta rank them as worse than the frog hemoth yeah uh, down 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 the list yeah 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 yeah. no i am i'm ranking all of them relatively but not by like number of bullywugs but by uh um just 
on a list just relative to each other. I mean, they're cool. If they were like a Pokemon, I would I would catch them. Sure. They also have a uh, they also have a gem in their head that if you take it out, uh, lets you control them. So I think you can catch them in D and D too. Hmm. Yeah, they're a neat. They're a neat extra planar entity. I would use them as enemies in maybe like a down spaceship and in like an exploration to the barrier peaks or whatever type adventure. But I wouldn't want to be their friend. Let's branch off the uh, the D and D stuff and talk a little bit more about our world. Yeah, and by our world, I mean ancient Egyptian mythology. Something yeah. you and I are both uh, very qualified to talk about. Yes, uh, yeah. being an ancient Egyptian myself. Yes, I'm not Spanish, I'm Egyptian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, classic uh, Egyptian that lived in Spain and has a Japanese sword uh, with a Scottish accent. Well, okay, yeah. We're talking about Highlander, the movie Highlander. If you don't know what that is, go watch it. It's uh, it's not a great movie, but Mr. Krabs uh, cuts off a lady's head. It's good. It's not a great movie, but it is a great movie. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it is two amazing Spider-Men. <laughs> so it, go back to our previous scale. You know what? It might be three. Oh, whoa. <laughs> I'm amend- I have altered the terms <laughs> of the scale. Uh, so uh, talking about Hecate, correct? Yes. This is the first uh, frog-human hybrid that I uh, uncovered in my archaeological findings and wisely decided to uh, just open the sarcophagus up and accept the curses that might befall upon me. Guess what? The curses are frogs. Hecate is the Egyptian goddess of fertility and is frequently represented in the form of frog. Yeah, and she. Uh, I found some uh, images of her with a frog head. Mm. Like, you know, how ancient Egyptian art is sometimes yeah you know like the ancient aliens and how they previously previously experimented with putting animal parts on humans right exactly yeah that's something that the aliens did because sure (laughs) that's what they were uh uh, for of course it's not like how we have uh talking animals in kids fiction today well actually spongebob was aliens too ah yes Except the aliens just kind of stopped after, like, uh, we invented science, I guess. <laughs> after aliens uh, peaked with the SpongeBob movie, <laughs> they kind of uh, they hired a different director and they, they uh, uh, kind of went downhill fast. Yeah. Another interesting thing about uh, Hecate is that uh, this name is romanized as uh, H-E-Q-E-T. And uh, what I'm reading, what I've read in various ancient texts, and certainly not the Wikipedia that I just have pulled up like any of you people could, is that uh, her name is also the origin of the name of Hecate, the Greek goddess of witchcraft, who is yes. uh, who is in Macbeth. Correct. Yeah. Which is uh, some real, uh, I don't know like how true it is, but myth- mythological synergy. <laughs> how, uh, like, yeah. Uh, Hecate, god of frog, and and Hecate's goddess of witchcraft. Witchcraft, it's uh, you know witches historically turn people to frogs. That's there's true. almost yeah. There's some real. Uh, I, I I'm curious if there's any like true line between those two in terms of uh, or if it's just a coincidence. Well, I'm afraid that's beyond the scope of my expertise because all I know about this goddess is that she is a frog. Sometimes, and she has a Wikipedia article. Uh, yeah, 
her her uh, association with frogs has to do with the flooding of the Nile, I believe. Mm-hmm. And and there's some I I believe there's some tie into that and in kind of the uh, the plagues of Egypt type stuff. Oh, so certainly, yeah, it, it's a uh, it, it's curious how uh, <laughs> you I don't I never personally tied frog to any particular region or uh, like belief system. <laughs> It's like, as in, like, okay, um, like the eagle is uh, definitely a North American symbol. It's like, you know, oh, I can see it in even uh, like you know, Native American imagery, a great big bird, and so forth. That kind of uh, dis- uh, soars across the land, showing off the kind of wide and open landscape, and and so forth. And there's other animals that I like, you know, tied a certain. Uh, regions and areas i never go ah egypt deserts pyramids nile frogs you know speaking of native americans i actually uh this isn't in my official list here but uh, i found a i read a book about like uh native american legends in like grade school that was like this uh this one adventurer who went up to uh kill this he was wondering why this uh, this river was so polluted, and he went up and he killed this big frog that was sitting at the head of the river and poisoning it. And uh, on the way, he found like this village of frog people, kind of mm-hmm. like Bullywugs. And uh, I wasn't able to find out what myth that was in my frantic Googling. If anybody is uh, an expert on Native American stories, uh, probably from the Northeastern Woodlands region, let me know. Anyway, where would you put uh, Hecate? on our uh on our scale here does hecate offend your delicate sensibilities at all no she's definitely at on the lighter side <laughs> i'm gonna put her above grungs just because uh she does not seem evil yeah if if i were to uh uh deal with a frog i would enjoy one that had the body that was mostly similar to my own yeah 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 for sure so uh our next uh, jumping around a little in history here, I'm going to jump ahead to uh, the Frog Prince story. Yes, uh, from Grimm's Fairy Tales. I think the idea behind Grimm's Fairy Tales is that it's like a collection of just kind of folklore stories. And usually the the goal of them was to kind of t- tell your kids not to go into the woods at night. Or right. a- at all. Yeah. So my question is, would you, if you were a uh, 19th century German child, go into the woods at night after reading about all the hot, sexy frogs in your area? Mm. Yeah, I, I do not think that that would be very productive for me not making out with frogs. Would you be like an Augustus Gloop, but with frog sex and in the 1800s? <laughs> <laughs> what? What's, what's crazy is that frog sex isn't the grossest part of that statement. It's the word gloop. <laughs> Uh, either yeah, way, no. somehow you also get sucked up a tube while orange people sing at you. <laughs> it's the darnest thing. Yeah. Uh, at, so I, I actually, uh, seeing this on the list, I was very, ins- I was, I looked at the plot summary or the, the frog prince and it's, I thought there was an extra story there. Like you ever look at the Hans Christian Andersen story for the little mermaid? Yeah. And you'll sure. see some. Some crazy junk about her turning into foam and and b- bad stuff. Uh, but yeah, Prince and the Frog, it's what it says on the tin. It's the story that you think it is. Uh, except sometimes there's a golden ball involved. 
A golden uh, ball. She she drops a golden ball into a pond and then uh the Makes friends with a frog. Makes friends with a frog. The frog Okay, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. I was I was confused because I thought that a prince was turned into a frog, like Beauty and the Beast style. Uh that is not the case. This is a frog that turns into a man when he uh meets a human woman that he likes because she dropped a gold ball into a pond. Yep. Uh yeah, so uh the the neat thing about it is that the oh kissing the frog to, to trigger it. That's like a late edition. That's a modern version. <laughs> What the fuck, though? <laughs> yeah, Gr- Grim was just saying, yeah, you know, uh, so uh, the, she just uh, threw the golden ball against the, the wall, and then and then the frog was a, a person again. What does that have to do with literally anything? Also, in other early versions, it was sufficient for the frog to spend the night on the princess's pillow. Yep. I, <laughs> hang on, citation needed. <laughs> We're looking at the same article here. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, citation needed. Yeah, no, yeah, that might little, not be true. A little, little sketchy. Also, uh, and, is that grosser than just kissing it? <laughs> Honestly, I think in a broad sense it is. Yeah, I would. I kissing's like a you know five second ordeal. Sure. Yeah. A little, a little peck on the lips, and the frog is is down for it too. That's. I think that in real life, the hard part was getting the frog to cooperate. I think. Well, uh, if the frog is a if the frog has sentience and can, like, talk, then it's probably uh, yeah, yeah. fun. You need the frog's consent. Honestly, I don't think you need to kiss the frog on the lips. I think you just need to, like, kiss its head like you were kissing, like, a cat or something. Mm. You know how you're always out there kissing cats? It's my favorite thing to do. <laughs> yeah, just like that. Uh, yeah, so, uh, honestly, uh, of our kind of disgustometer here, just a, a regular frog you kiss once, and now is a full regular human adapted to the world. That's no problem. Isn't it, though? Yeah, yeah I, I, so the pillow version is, is pretty bad. But, yeah, no, that, I mean, that's a that's beyond... Uh, okay, so I guess... Like, are we ranking these in terms of frogginess? No, we are ranking these in terms of how much they offend our delicate sensibilities. Why don't you just get in touch with your delicate sensibilities? Maybe this, this is, is the problem. This is the first amphibian that I have to make out with. Yeah. You know what? I've got an idea. Okay. What if we ex- explored our uh, delicate sensibilities by means of sketch? Yeah. How are you? Okay. What, what are you thinking? We do a sketch where one of us is the princess and the other is the frog. And we figure out at what point it's weird. We figure out, um, yes, at what point in this uh, magical bargain does it become kind of weird? And how offended are our delicate sensibilities as a result? Yeah, give him a shot. All right, princess or frog? I kind of want to be the princess. Okay, I will be the frog. Okay. Oh, time to polish off my gold ball. Just heading down to the river. On, Sprinkles! That's my horse. I have one. (laughs) Wait, you should be the horse. (laughs) Yeah, you do a better horse. Down to the river. Ah, yes. Won't get my petticoat messy. Rip it. I can't, I can't wait to be a, a pawn in my father's political schemes. Ribbit. Oh, hello there, Mr. Frog. Ribbit. Hey. 
Oh, that was a word. ASL. Oh, um, like, uh, like, like 17, but pretty, pretty 16. Not gonna lie. Well, I'm uh, four, so that's fine. <laughs> uh, S, uh, lady of the castle. Ribbit, tight, I'm a frog prince. L is, I'm, like, by the, by, I'm, you, that, you don't need to know that one. Well, you've answered my riddles three, and I guess that means we have to make out. Whoa, you're a frog. Yes, but if you if you uh, make out with me, or maybe just uh, put me on your pillow, or uh, let me touch your boobs, I will turn into a prince. What was that last one? I forget already. <laughs> well, I see that my future uh, and how I choose to live it is not going to be determined by my father, but instead a gross stranger. Yep. This is this is I, I'm 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 bad and even. This is exactly what I expected. So I I have no problem with this. Remember, women don't have agency, but frogs do. Hang on, if you're, I, I'm. It's one thing to to kiss a weird swamp creature, and what a thing it is. You have to neg me too. Hey, I'm not negging you. You're negging yourself. You're really uh, bad at it. I guess you're right. <laughs> Okay. Uh, yep, nope, that's, uh, that's... Uh, life is tough for a princess. Wait, we didn't finish... No! He's, he's still... You know what? That frog prince deserves to stay a frog. <laughs> Let's not finish this sketch. No, I'm perfectly okay with that. Um, where, where, where would you put it, then? Because I started that sketch, uh... I started that sketch more thinking, like, this is a gross idea. But then it kind of, I think, uh, being in the Frog Prince's situation didn't help. I, I put him, like, second right under Hecate's because the frog doesn't choose what it is. It, it's a story about who you are underneath. That's really true. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's uh, don't judge a book by its cover. Sometimes princes have warts. That's, uh, that's... Yeah, that's striking a chord. Okay. Frog Prince, number two, right under Hecate. Uh, I Is have Frog one Prince for... better than Hecate, though? So I have one for you that was not on the list. Okay. Um, Wart from Super Mario 2. Wart from Super Mario 2. You can uh, quick search Wart Mario to see who I'm talking about. Uh, the original uh, Super Mario Brothers 2 was a port of Doki Doki Panic, uh, a separate game, but they Mario was doing great, so they slapped the Mario faces on all the characters. Instead of Bowser, the main antagonist is a big frog king named Wart. Huh. So there's two things I know about Wart. One, he might only exist in a dream world. M me too, yeah. Uh, two, he doesn't like vegetables. Same. Uh, but yeah, this is what he looks like. He's uh, he's kind of, um, uh, he's a little more rotund. He's got a, a very Bowser-like body shape. Just a little plumper, and uh, he's a frog with a crown and, a, like, a purple cape. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so uh, what are your thoughts on, on Wart, just first glance? Well, my first thought is he's... Uh, he's kind of like an elaboration on the frog prince, right? Oh, yeah, he's like a full frog king. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Except uh, he is he the like, Frog Prince's dad. Uh, honestly, no. You know what I'd say is that if you kiss the frog, but he's like a a gross lecher, <laughs> like we might have discussed, he becomes kind of like Beauty and the Beast style. He is a beast in full form. Huh. Oh, oh, I see. So if you had kissed uh, my character in that sketch, then it would have turned into this and not a yes. prince. Because his heart isn't true. Also, I guess you were Princess Peach? <laughs> that I... particular princess. She's in this game. Can't believe they didn't connect those dots. Well, uh, I must say that he really offends my delicate sensibilities. He's pretty... I, I like him in a cool way, but I would not want to spend time with him. And, uh, yeah, I think he's... I don't want to see what's underneath his cape. I'm going to so, put him under slods. I'll, oh, that's that's real low. Yeah, because here's the thing. The slods, they're just evil and crazy. This guy's just gross. He's just a big trumpy frog guy. I don't like him. Uh, okay, I can get behind that. All right, just, so... I, another frog man occurred to me. There you go. Uh, it looks like we got at least two more on the list. All right. Wait, are you saying you have another? Or nope. just you were I'm saying, well, let's, go, let's go on. Okay, well, too bad, because I've got another frog man that I've just remembered. <laughs> Who is it? Toad from X-Men. <laughs> Not thought... Toad from Mario. <laughs> yeah, no, that's exactly where my head went. That's confusing. Anyway, Toad from X-Men. He's played. a man, but he has toad features. He has toad features. He has a he has a big tongue that comes out. I've only ever seen the X Men movie, and so that's what I'm going to uh, base my knowledge of Toad on instead of anything, you know, like the comics or something. Uh, he was played by Ray Park, who played Darth Maul. Hmm. <laughs> Which uh, there's a great deleted scene from the Phantom Menace. Where uh, he uh, drops his two-handed lightsaber and and starts licking uh, Qui Gon Jinn, <laughs> and he doesn't have a big tongue either. <laughs> no, it's it's very weird. Uh, the two thousands were a tough time. Yeah, and uh, he's also the target of the uh, one much maligned line from uh, from Storm, where she says, yeah. "Do you know what?" Okay, so the way that this was originally intended. And the way that it came across in the finished film, very different. The way that uh, the line that Storm uses to kill Toad is, uh, is, do you know what happens to a Toad that's been struck by lightning? The same thing as everything else. Yes, right. It, it's, it's, it's wonderful. It's terrible. Uh, it, it's a good time. Uh, the way to, hang on. I think there's a way to deliver that joke well. And I will not end this podcast episode that has not yet reached... <laughs> It's allotted runtime, but I will not end it until uh, we figure out how to read that line well. Here, uh, here, uh, pitch, uh, pitch the first half to me, and I, I'll give it my best shot into how to end okay. it. Do you know what happens to a toad that's struck by lightning? The same thing that happens to everything else? Zap. Zap. <laughs> wow. He was right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a question mark is how you need it. <laughs> that, that's a little more uh what you call that's a little more tony stark than wait a minute uh, you know, 2000s x-men wait a minute wait a minute okay hold on hold on let's do that call and response again okay I'll, I'll give it to you all right um do you know what happens to a trope when struck by lightning okay no wait i wanted to be storm oh okay go ahead 
Do you know what happens to a toad that's been struck by lightning? The same thing that happens to everyone else? Smart. Zap. <laughs> but, like, the sound effect is much better. <laughs> Alright. Yeah, right. uh, I it, think we nailed that. I just want to say, it'd be great if Toad was like, oh, yeah, you're right, that would be bad. Huh, I'll be good now. <laughs> but, uh, regardless, yeah, on track here. He's got a long tongue, that's his thing. That's his mutant power. Uh, he also has superhuman agility, and he can kind of excrete venom. Gross. I think he was in uh, First Class as well, or was it Days uh, of Future Days Past? Days of Future Past. Yes, 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 that's right. Not, yeah. They, they fit, like, every every X-Men that they could into Days of Future Past. Yeah. Days of Future Past is, like, one of the uh, the good half of X-Men movies. Mm-hmm. Half? <laughs> the good third? Uh, yeah, good point. Uh, I mean, not to be picky, I, I, I generally think that most of them are ex- uh, one amazing spider-man yeah that's uh that's probably fair even, even like even uh x-men origins wolverine i don't like i don't watch it and be like oh this is, it hurts me i'd be like the first time i watched this i was 13 and it was a great then <laughs> it's fine i mean it wasn't uh ever great but like eh, eh, who cares it's a movie like who gets mad that's the thing. The only bad thing I can say about the movie is that it like uh it offends me as a comic fan that they would that they would get Will I Am so wrong. Will I Am in the <laughs> comics is a member of the Black Eyed Peas, and that is not the case in this version. I remember too much of that movie for no good reason. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, you know the mutant with the light bulb carnival scheme. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Absolutely no recollection of that. And no. Deadpool sword mirrors. If there's a movie where Deadpool is even more annoying than he is in Deadpool, <laughs> you've messed up. All right. I, so where I, would you put Toad on our uh, on our scale? Uh I I don't like his tongue. Like I I, I don't like his tongue. Uh, like right underneath the bullywug is where I'd put him. I am gonna put him right over Frog Prince. Because I like that tongue. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what happens now. You don't have to respond to that. All right, so our next frog man is uh, bringing it back to somewhere uh, classy. Adam is uh, the Vadoyanoi. Vadoyanoi. Kind of sounds like something Doodlebob would say. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, that does remind me, uh, not Doodle Bob, but I, I tried. So, uh, lycanthropy mm-hmm. is um, in D&D terms when uh, a human uh, contracts something that turns them into a were creature. Yes. In, uh, I think, uh, etymologically, it's specifically human wolf. Uh, it's from uh, lichen, uh, which is a uh, Greek wolf and anthro and and stuff like that on the human side i looked at what it might be if you have if you're a werefrog if you turn into a frog what what that word is what is the greek word for frog uh it's a vatranchos or something like that so yeah it'd be zoro's (laughs) greatest enemy (laughs) it'd be a vatranthropy vatranthropy 
Why do I say that like a vampire? Are vampires Vantranthropy. Vantranthropy. Uh, if, if, yeah, specifically. But uh, on track, uh, this is not a Greek creature. This is from Slavic mythology. Yes, this is. Uh, I was very into Slavic mythology in uh, in college at a certain point because I figured, like, this is my ancestors' religion. I should know more about this. And I've been playing The Witcher. And Adam's been playing The Witcher. Which is it's great if you want to be sad. <laughs> it really is, isn't it? Uh, yes, uh, but uh, they're usually uh, naked old man with a frog face. Naked old man with a frog face. And uh, the big thing about uh, the Vodoinoi is, like, the Vodayanoi is, uh, like many Slavic creatures, its job is to be in charge of rivers. They're very big on rivers and lakes and things in Slavic mythology, and this is no different. Uh, if you are nice to the Vodoinoi, he will lead fish towards your nets, and you will have like a nice little symbiotic relationship. And if you are mad uh, with the Vodoinoi, he will uh, break your he will break your dams and wash down your water mills and drown people and animals. Yeah, he. Uh, some of him uh, appears to me like a kind of uh, a more of a river based uh, what is it, siren. Mm. Well, like a uh, siren, but instead of, like, you know, luring people in, he just kind of grabs people who are there and takes them to be his slaves underwater. Mm -hmm. Presumably, he has a way to make that work. <laughs> right. They don't really get into... I, 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 let's explore that for a second here. Does he, like, have, like, kelp bindings, or... <laughs> like, does he just kind of say, all right, you, uh, uh, please, uh, please uh, lift up these rocks and look for... Small creatures for me to feast on, and don't swim away. <laughs> like, what what, what I, methods does he use to keep people underwater enslaved? I'm, hmm. I mean, I guess he just has to keep track of all of them and catch them if they try to swim back up, which would be all of the time. So I don't know how he could have more than, like, one person at a time. Yeah, this is some, uh... This is where you get someone like Wart into play here. Wart would be a great Vodoyanoi. <laughs> because he, he would just, like, make vegetable machines and imprison people in bubbles and stuff. In the Russian North, it is believed that Vodoyanois, uh, which I don't think that's the proper plural, Vodoyanoyak, have a ruler. He is an old man armed with a club. <laughs> you, you know it's Slavic mythology when their ruler is described that way. <laughs> he's he always rise... got a club i don't know he's the best he can rise into the sky sitting on a black cloud and creating new rivers and lakes his name is the czar vodnik or the vodnian czar which it doesn't mention that he's a frog <laughs> no it he's doesn't. just an unrelated old man with a club who can fly in the sky and the frog old men were like you know what that's good enough for me I do that information is presented in the wrong order. <laughs> like, oh First, shit, he has a club. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh shit, he has a club. These are people what? that keep people underwater with kelp. Like they can be impressed by clubs. Sure. Uh, I uh so slavery is wrong. Good I point. am inclined I'm inclined to, to rate this guy pretty low. Uh the Grungs also do slavery, I think. Mm. And you ranked them very highly, but this is an old man and not a cute baby Yoda. Yeah. Uh, this is that, like regular. That... This is what the Grungs turned Yoda. into. This is regular Yoda. Yeah. Uh, 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 Slavic Toda gets like a below a, a one for me. So he's 
lower than a Bullywug. I will but... put him just above Bullywugs. Mm. I think uh, I think he's a. Uh... I think like he can be reasoned with, and that's cool. And uh, he's kind of a big swamp creature, so like I don't hate him. I'm actually going to put him just under the Frog Prince and right above Grungs. He uh he 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 vapes, which is pretty cool. He also vapes. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, and I think he says here they they in their spare time play cards, smoke pipes. Oh, so yeah, he's he's like kind of like Uncle Iroh of frog people. That's not bad. Honestly, no. the picture of him in this uh, the, what looks like this like a uh, illustration from 1934 on the Wikipedia page. Mm-hmm. He looks very wise. Yeah, although the 1910 illustration is very bad. The 1910 illustration that's on here is very bad. Um, nothing about this is good. Yeah, it looks like a, a large homeless man's in a river pulling a man to his death by his beard. That actually happened once. Our uh, our next monster is not really much of a frog. It's uh, it's Gollum from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> not a uh, frog. That's not a frog. No zero. He, he lives a, in a he lives in a damp place, but he's a he's similar to a hobbit, and like he, yeah, I guess he bends his legs frequently. But don't I, we all? I, yeah, don't we all do that? Yeah, he was listed as frog-like under the Wikipedia article or the TV Tropes uh, Frogman page. One of those two uh, adds to my theory of the TV Tropes Frogman page. Uh, Grassman adds a couple straws there. Grassman at straws. I'm not even going to rank Gollum. I don't think. Uh, I don't think he counts. Doesn't. I agree. Does uh, not uh, count in the frog hierarchy. He's not welcome in Frogland. Let's hop right on. All right. Uh, our next creature is a side character in the Silver Chair, uh, the fourth published book in the Chronicles of Narnia. Mm. Now, Adam, have you read the Chronicles of Narnia no. or the Silver Chair? Have you watched the first movie? Yes. Okay. We've watched the first movie together. I don't remember that. It came out many years ago. Yes, we got it at Costco. That sounds believable so far. Anyway, uh, this particular side character in this movie is a character named Puddleglum, and he is a marsh wiggle. He uh, is very long and gangly and does kind of swamp people things. He's like seven feet tall and kind of has like a scarecrow Wizard of Oz vibe. And he's got webbed feet and he swims and he doesn't like the cold, which is unusual because they go north into the mountains in this one. Yeah, he's he's very, very, I guess he's got some froggy tone to him. He's like, yeah, uh, he's the most man frog ratio that we've had so far. Really? Because the uh, if you're looking at the, just the picture on the Wikipedia thing, that's not a very good uh, representation. Uh, I'm going through all Google images, and he is uh, infrequently froggy. Really? The illustrations that I have uh, in my uh, book that I read when I was a kid are very frog here. Maybe I was just focused on the feet. Uh, yes, his feet are frog-like. So he's got froggy feet, he does swamp stuff, and he's he's got webbed appendages. Yeah, and he's yeah. kind of, he's a guide, he's kind of like, he's a little cowardly, but he's a guide to children and stuff, and that's nice. You said a little cowardly? What other uh, personality traits would you give him? It's a children's book, um, there are none. Okay, so just cowardly. He's, he's a little cowardly. He's not very cowardly, but he is a little. 
I think that's pretty good for a... That's very froggy. Yeah. You ever go down by the pond and there's a bunch of frogs there. They all hop into the water when you're a little cowardly. You stand around a little and they kind of warm up to you. I, I say I put them somewhere in the middle. I'll put them high. I will put him high because... <laughs> okay. I, I, I learned something pretty late about this ranking system. <laughs> it said that I, I my vote does not matter. <laughs> Okay, wait, wait, I thought you were keeping track of your own votes. Oh. I've got an Excel sheet up. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure, I can put them on the, on the list here. Okay, good, and then we'll just average our rankings and come up with a very scientific result. I, I've not been, I'm not keeping track. Well, I'll defer to yours. Okay. I'm not, yeah. All right, all right let's decide if we like Puddle Glut more than Hecate, because I think the things with Hecate were that she was, like, all right, and, like, not a monster so much she it, she's a goddess and she does witchy stuff and she's egyptian those are three better features than what puddle glum has going for him i don't trust gods uh it's it seems like that's gonna be a lot of sacrifices and stuff and uh <laughs> just doesn't seem worth it real hassle puddle glum is just like i just want to live in the swamp and dab sometimes alone. I, I guess <laughs> I guess I'd rather be like a a warlock than a uh, uh, a guy with a weird friend. <laughs> As in, like, have like a patron, like a god, like a oh yeah, let, let's let's make it th- things interesting. When you put it that <laughs> way, I guess. <laughs> Can we at least put it above Toad? Yes, above above Toad. Well, Toad is very low for you. Yes. Yeah. So okay. So our uh, next monster. Is a creature called the a type of creature uh, that has it's a from a story by H.P. Lovecraft or in the Lovecraft universe by Frank Belknap Long, and uh, they are a creation of the great old one Chognar Faun, and they are called the Miri Nagiri, and they are kind of uh, frogs that are uplifted to look like people by an elephant great old one type creature. And uh, what's scary about them is that they're not people. Uh, that's it. It's kind of like so. It's kind of like the frog prince gone wrong. Then it's kind of like the frog prince uh, gone wrong. Sure. Honestly, this is my big deal with H.P. Uh, Lovecraft. Is like all of us, this shit is not scary. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd I'd rank him pretty low. Uh, I, I don't even want to get into them. You know what? Fair. Yeah. I'm going to rank him uh, below the Bullywug, but above the Froggy Myth, because, like, you know, it fails my test for if I want to include a D&D monster in something, which is the who gives a shit test. <laughs> if, I round, if I ran into this monster in a dark alley and my reaction is anything but who gives a shit, then I include it. All right. Is there one more froggy boy on our list? There is one more frog creature, and uh, it is on our list specifically because I want to uh, uncover a uh, conspiracy here. All right. All right. This is a creature called the Loveland Frog. And this Mm. is our first, uh, I think, cryptid on the show. Uh, Does the Philly Fanatic not count? No. Does Paul Bunyan not count? No. Yes, this is the, our first cryptid. I think that was a very fair uh, <laughs> line of reasoning. 
Yes, uh, Love and Frog. Uh, for, in Ohio folklore, which is, I, I love it. I love any folklore that's like under 100 years old. In Ohio folklore, which also nothing happens in Ohio. So yeah, anyway. It, it's like five years later, my dad was born from when yeah. this first creatures, creatures first sighted. Like this happened five years after my mom was born. Like, <laughs> right. So uh, the Loveland frog is a legendary humanoid frog described as standing roughly four feet or 1.2 meters tall, allegedly spotted in Loveland, Ohio. Well, it was certainly spotted. The alleged part is not that someone saw it. It was whether or not it's real. Cryptids are also traditionally scary monsters. Am I that wrong? I mean, they don't have to be, but. A four-foot frog's not, like, terrifying. That's pretty terrifying. I I don't know about that. In D&D, that's not scary. In real life, yeah, it's pretty scary. Well, what can it do? It can hit you with his tongue <laughs> and try to eat you? You're, it's, it might have teeth. If it has teeth, that's scary. But if it's just a frog that's that big, I'm not, I'm not too scared. Well, okay. But here's the thing. It's not a frog. Oh. So... The way that the uh, frog met its end was uh, two weeks after the first sighting on March 3rd, 1972, uh, by a Loveland police officer named Ray Shockey, which, fake name, uh, a second <laughs> Loveland police officer named Mark Matthews, fake name, reported seeing an unidentified animal crouched along the road in the same vicinity as Shockey's sighting. Matthews shot the animal, recovered the body, and put it in his trunk to show Officer Shockey. According to Matthews, it was a large iguana about three or five or three or three point five feet long, and he didn't immediately recognize it because it was missing his tail. Matthews speculated the iguana had been somebody's pet that either got loose or was released when it grew too large. According to Matthews, Shockey was shown the dead iguana and confirmed that it was the animal he had seen two weeks previously. Now, all right, a couple problems with this story. Number one. How do you shoot an iguana? How do you shoot an iguana? And like, why? I don't know if you've ever seen an iguana, especially not an iguana that's in Ohio in March and has lost its tail. But all of those factors lead to a very lazy animal. Yeah, and it's not traveling. It's not like cruising around the countryside. It's not running across the road. And like, it, how do you not know what an iguana is when you look at it like if a iguana runs across the road a three to four foot iguana is not like also not like spotable in the dark right also iguanas don't iguanas don't run around at night they're cold-blooded <laughs> oh wow that's yeah that's incredible that adds to it at, at 1 a.m in march on early march in Ohio, I don't really buy this story, and this leads me to my conclusion that Mark Matthews is an MIB agent. Because mm. this is the most bullshit MIB excuse I have ever heard. Now, I, there, there's something very important on this Wikipedia page. Uh, in May 2014, the Loveland Frog legend was made into a musical titled, Hot Damn, It's the Loveland Frog. That's the most important thing I've ever heard. That that is the greatest musical format I've ever heard myself. <laughs> like 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 before you even get into the topic, you start with "hot damn!" exclamation point, a full <laughs> sentence. <laughs> hot damn! There's a fiddler on this roof. Yeah, that makes any musical better. Hot damn! Hairspray. 
hot damn, it's Hamilton. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it it's also adds to it, yeah. Hot damn, it's Les Miserables. <laughs> hot damn, the Lion King. <laughs> yeah, hot damn is, is, is killer. It's a bluegrass musical from what I can see. Hot damn cats actually makes... Oh, God. Move on. Very little information exists for what this thing truly is, but I I do not want to know anything about it, except for the cryptological phenomenon. I still think it was MIB agents. Yeah, uh, I, I this is, sounds like an alien uh, sighting. What but sounds like an alien it. sighting? Ah, oh, right. Okay. So, uh, where would you rank the Loveland Frog among our uh, other features here? I mean, it is kind of just an iguana with its tail missing uh, that loves the cold and was released as a pet and uh, loves to hang out at night and scurries across the road and hates the police. So I'm going to rank this at the top of the list. Gotta be. Because that's all the same things that I have. I don't have a tail. I like the cold and I hate the police. (laughs) But uh, the men in black people are very nice and very uh, courteous and definitely uh, aren't uh, responsible for this. I wonder why I even thought... I rank the Loveland Frog pretty highly, actually. I think I might put it all the way at the top. Yeah, uh, I guess that's its uh, final uh, final rating place. This whole right episode was final rating place. Absolutely, and uh, yep, that, that's uh, th- that's the uh, the end of the Frog People. Those are all of them, every single one. That was Frog People, warts and all. Yeah, uh, I hope you join us next time when we take uh, take the monster hunt. Uh, to places that are not uh, breathable by air or water. That's true. Uh, and watch out for chytrid fungus. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, Finding Monster Pod, and uh, and, and make sure that you uh, sleep uh, in a not, not damp environment tonight, or else they'll come and get you. Uh, music by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. We've forgotten to mention that for four episodes, and we're very sorry, Kevin. All right, do you have any closing words for our audience? Uh, well, actually, I did have uh, something to say. Uh, I uh, think we've been going on this podcast for some time now, and uh, I really wanted to reach out and say something uh, meaningful to our audience, just a very sincere thank. No, I don't really have any closing words uh, that I can think of. (laughs) Okay, great. Uh, I will. uh, uh, Goodbye, everyone. All right, you ready to record the episode? (laughs) Yep, here, let's do it. All right, recording. Recording.